Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by, um, I can't think of anything funny. I'm joined by Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? Hmm, that's come on, dude. I'm no, a normal guy. I got nothing. I've got I've got Ryan. He's just a normal guy, folks. There's nothing funny to be thinking or saying about Ryan. He's just a normal guy. No. Um, and if you have any jokes about me, do not send it to Pat. Don't DM Patrick with jokes about me to help him out. Um, <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> please, somebody listening, please send me some jokes right now. I need to. I need to know. Uh, maybe uh, uh, small underscore Ryan or something. That's uh, that's uh, okay. That's something that'll work. I'm joined by small underscore Ryan. Have I told you that uh, when I was in college, I, I had a roommate who I lived with for seven years um, who was a random roommate our freshman year of college who was also named Ryan. Yes. Uh, and when I got to college, I was like 6'1", like 300 pounds, and he is, was like 5'6", 110 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just immediately became big Ryan and little Ryan for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that, that nickname's never going away. Yeah. Yeah. You're stuck with it now. Um, Ryan, we've got the watch list here. We've got the, the week five FBI watch list. Uh, this week kicks ass. This slate is, is oh yeah the best of the year. I think so far it is spectacular. There's, there's very, very good stuff at the top. And then there is so much interesting like conference play depth, um, this is a really, really fantastic week of football here. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, it's going to be a banger. I think it's a little bit of a separation Saturday too, right? Like there are yeah. a lot of conference games here um, from teams that are going to be in race against each other that I think I'm really looking forward to and seeing what we got cooking up. So it's going to be good. Yeah. So before we do any of that, we have um, we have some ads that we should probably do, right? We we have a couple things that we like to advertise. We like to make money around here. We're we're you know. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 we're money mindset. We're CEO mindset. Uh, first up, meetatmidfield.com. If you, you subscribe there, you can get the premium podcast, which we just put in the uh, in the old recording machine. We just talked about Georgia Tech's uh, now open head coaching position for a very, very long time. And then also the Pac-12, a little bit, fun show. Um, if you want that, if you want premium episodes of High Street Freaks, which is the Ohio State show that you do with DJ Burns and Kevin Harris, if you want premium episodes of The Bucket Problem, which is our Michigan podcast over at Meet in Midfield with Ace and Bender and Taylor Fulton, if you want the message board, which is, uh, for my money, the only good message board in college football, um, it's very good. It's very, very good stuff. All sorts of really cool, cool conversations happening over there. And then also, of course, the premium posts, which are sort of the... Uh, Usually the basis for a website. Usually, the coup de gras. Yeah, usually a website, you like to have posts, and we do have posts over there. You can get Ryan's gambling column. You can get scheme standouts, which is what I do every week. You can get the watch list in written form with uh, different things that we say than, we, than what we say on this show. That would be really funny if mm-hmm. I just transcribed what we said. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. You should do that. It's 8,000 words every week. Just a just a real nightmare for all involved. Nobody wants to read it, and I hate to transcribe it. Yeah, that would be that would be really cool. Um, but it's good. It's 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 a good website. It's twelve ninety nine a month. Uh, you can subscribe. You could also use the code extra right now for ten percent off if you want to do that. It's free money. There's no real. There's not really a reason not to do it. Um, yeah, meet at midfield dot com. Uh, also meet at midfield on Twitter. Uh, also sponsoring us, I suppose just sponsoring us we don't sponsor ourselves really we kind of do uh homefield apparel homefieldapparel.com it's vintage collegiate apparel i have two different homefield apparel shirts currently waiting for me in the mailbox i've got a marshall shirt 
and I've got an Appalachian State Patrick's shirt. mailbox, if you guys don't know this, is approximately three miles round trip from his house. Yeah. He's constantly doing like <laughs> long wintry treks to his mailbox. Yeah. Uh, he loves to do it. Yeah, I love to do it. I love to walk over to the mailbox, folks. It's one of the best parts of the day. When you get up, you've, you've done a lot of work. You've worked for a couple hours, and you need to take a walk, and you walk over uh, three miles both ways uphill to the mailbox. Um, but I've got some home field apparel. Yeah. 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 I've got some home field apparel shirts waiting for me over there. The, so, the mailman waits there for him and ha- he has a cupcake every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, uh, we have a very, uh, positive relationship, I would say. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to impact that by talking about him on the podcast. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep it moving here. Um, homefieldapparel.com. If you use the code meet at midfield, you can get 15% off your first purchase and you too can share a loving relationship with your mailman. Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want that. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's the purest relationship that a person can have is the relationship between a man and his mailman um he's he's man's best friend that's what they always say about mailmen he's man's best friend he has brought me my my good shirts and my goodies and i can't wait to go visit him and get my shirts uh and if you want to experience that joy as well meet at midfield is the code for 15 percent off your first purchase oh yeah let's go let's go thursday september 29th the guantanamo bay game because it is the only game is utah state at byu 8 p.m on espn i cover utah state for a living and i'm going to tell you right now that you should not watch this game because utah state is bad utah state is very bad and i don't think it's going to get better in three days uh yeah i mean come on it's gonna be a slaughter it's just very stinky no notes don't watch the game um there's probably a bad nfl game i'll watch instead i mean there's at least there's something to do. There's go on a date, dude. Yeah. Utah State is I, I will say at least if you are someone who is interested in learning more about scheme uh, in college football, Utah State is currently a very good example of what goes wrong with the Josh Heupel offense and how it can mm. not work. Um, if you want to try and learn more about that, that's what I have spent my last couple of uh, days doing is trying to figure out why it doesn't work and what isn't working. And there are a lot of things. There are a lot of things that don't work. But if you want to, uh, sometimes it can be valuable to watch something bad instead of something good for learning about scheme. And Utah State offers that. That is the most positive thing I can say about this game. I think BYU is going to win by uh, uh, pretty much just name its margin. And this is also, unfortunately, the last time that these two are scheduled to play. So Utah State has lost both of its in-state rivals here over the last couple of years, um, which is a bummer because these games are fun. Uh, rivalry games are good, and it's it's too bad that Utah State will not be playing BYU or Utah. For the is there a name future. for this rivalry? Um, I should know that. They, they, the trophy is a wheel. It's a big wagon wheel, which is always fun. We love the wagon wheel. Um, yeah. No, I, I don't know that there's there's not one on the level of like the Holy War. I haven't seen it around, which makes me think that there's if there is one, it's not one that's used very often. Okay. Got it. Well, that's pretty disappointing, Patrick. Yep. Friday, September 30th, Guantanamo Bay game is Washington at UCLA, 1030 on ESPN. Banger. Banger. Love this one. Uh, Two really, really interesting offenses. UCLA's has not been fully operational, but we do like that offense in general. And then Washington has been excellent. Washington has been just, just past every test that it has taken so far uh, with really flying colors has looked really good. Michael Penix has looked great in that offense. Defense has looked surprisingly good, I think, relative to where they were last year. It, it's really, with each passing week, Jimmy Lake looks more and more untouchable as a football coach, just a truly toxic individual who who is one of the worst head coaching tenures of all time. <laughs> just a disaster yeah. that he couldn't produce anything with a roster that is now like at the top of the Pac-12, among the best in the Pac-12, one of the only undefeated teams left in America. Like, there's not that many undefeated teams left in Washington. It's like is a, 17 left. Yeah, yeah, Washington is a resounding member of that group. Like, they have actually beaten a good team, and, and or, or at least 
a ranked team. Michigan State is not good, but they did beat them uh, and beat the hell out of them. I'm interested to watch this one. UCLA's first real test, and also it's on at a time where you can uh, you can just focus on it purely because there's not anything else happening. And I think that that is that's great. That's 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 fantastic. Well, there is if you need, if you need a commercial break, there is New Mexico at UNLV on CBS Sports. But yeah, come on. At what yeah at what cost? If you need a commercial break, <laughs> but you don't have any uh, pride or you don't have any sense of, of pride or or sort of uh, self respect in your life, then you can turn that on correct um correct. yeah unlv is going to absolutely beat that ass that's that's not on the watch list but unlv is going to beat the shit pretty, out of those pretty guys pretty crazy unlv is like seems pretty solid yeah they're good they are they are straight up good but uh washington ucla uh ryan any thoughts on this one uh i'm excited to see it uh the talk about separation saturday here um i mean ucla getting the chance to to play washington home is huge for them because i think washington's the better football team they're favored by a little over a field goal here um ucla has not looked very good this year right but that also chip kelly teams never really do look good early in the year they kind of always just putter around through the, through the other parts of the season um they are going to be the best team washington's played uh, it's a road test for the huskies um i don't know that ucla can keep pace with the washington offense the goal here for them is to limit explosive plays and try to shorten the game um which ucla loves to do with the running game yeah um charbonnet has, has not been this year who he was last year which is concerning for ucla Need a big game from from him. Need a big game for the Russian attack. Um, Dorian Thomas Robinson cannot do it from him by himself. Um, but Penix might be able to. So I'm ex- I'm excited to see this. Yeah, this is a a big time contender for the <clears throat> and this happens every year. Um, prime time game involving a team that has become sort of a darling early in the season. A team that people are are talking about is like, oh, this might be a playoff contender. This might be a serious conference contender. And then losing to a team who those same people have not talked about in months and who they don't care about. Um, that yeah. this is a prime prime contender for for that because uh, this is Utah beating Oregon. Yeah, right? we'll yeah <laughs> we we will refer to this as a narrative destroyer. That that is that is what this game is. It is a a seriously strong contender for narrative destroyer. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. I think it's going to be a fun football game regardless of narrative. Uh, most wanted Tulane at Houston 7 p.m. on ESPN. Man, fuck Houston. I'm sick of these guys. This shit. Yeah, sucks. I'm really bored of them. What is wrong with them? This I'm, I'm, they pissed I, us off. They make us look really bad. <sighs> It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. They are so much. They are too. so much better than they than they have looked this season. It's embarrassing. Um, Tulane is not good. The, the the other side of this, Tulane is not good. But uh, just yeah. I'm mad at Houston. I'm rooting against Houston because I'm mad at them. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, Tulane starting four and one would be awesome for them. I don't really. Yeah, this game, like you said, I'm probably not going to watch. To be yeah. honest, uh, the, I'm probably going to be. I'm going to be locked in on. I think if I were you and I maybe would have flipped the two the two games you have here in uh, No Fly versus Most Wanted. Well, um, you're gonna have to explain that. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Well, San Diego State at Boise State is not what I would call a good football game, but it uh. will be interesting uh, because I mean Boise is favored by six points here. I saw that without Hank Bachmeyer. I believe I included that in my in my picks that I sent to you. This I week. sure did in mine. Yeah. Holy shit. I also. I also, in real life, bet on the uh, San Diego State money line too. Do you know what the um, what the uh, what the total is in that game? Because it is thirty nine. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I was gonna say it needs to be at least yeah. below like forty five. Um, yeah, yeah. I put that the on other the game. Oh, God, I, I put it on the no fly list because I think that is a truly, truly toxic football game. I think that is an absolute just just yeah. a shit show. I I don't think that it's going to be compelling defense. I think it's going to be bad offense. Basically, what I would do if, if, if I were you, a, a normal person listening to our podcast, mm-hmm. 
I would keep an eye on the box score of the San Diego State Boise State game and the UTSA Middle Tennessee game, which is yeah. also at the 7:30 window in CBS Sports. Um, see if either of those are close, like in the third, like late third quarter. Uh, put those on while you wait for Washington UCLA to kick off. Yeah. Um, and that's about the only games. That's the only part of these games I would watch. Same with Tulane Houston, I guess. That's if that's competitive late, maybe turn it on. Yeah. But you don't really need to watch uh, of these three games besides four games besides Washington UCLA. You don't need to watch significant parts of them. Just check if they're close late. Yeah. Just just keep an eye on them. I debated on putting UTSA Middle Tennessee State in here, but I think it's going to be a massacre. I think that UTSA is quite a bit better than than Middle Tennessee State is. I think Middle Tennessee State is like bad. Um, and so I, I, I don't. I can't believe they beat the shit out of Miami. It's really what funny. Is it's it's really so really funny. Bizarre. This is not like a uh, like an App State beating Miami situation. Like Middle Tennessee State is bad. They're a bad football team. I I don't even know what the I don't know what the comparison would be. It's it's uh, this is not losing to a bye game against a team that's a serious contender in a G five conference, and it just happened to be like, oh, you picked a wrong time, you picked a bad time to play them. You know, like you played them early in the season, they were more ready than you were. Like Middle Tennessee is shitty. They're a shitty football team. There's not anything going on there that is really all that compelling. They lost by thirty six points, I think, to James Madison in the first game of the season. This is a bad football team, and I, I think UTSA will. Uh, We'll we'll establish that pretty quickly. Hell yeah! Let's do. Let's get into the Saturday slate. I'm dying to get into this. Yeah, stuff. this Saturday, is Saturday noon. Guantanamo Bay, Kentucky at Ole Miss on ESPN. Um, I believe Ole Miss is favored in this game, which is very strange because Kentucky's a top ten Six team, and, a half points. and Ole Miss almost lost to Tulsa last week. Um, I think Kentucky's going to beat that ass. I think that Kentucky is going to just lock down whatever Ole Miss wants going on. Oh, well, we I, have not seen Ole Miss exposed to the light at this point this in the season, and I think Kentucky is going to uh, to do so. I, I want to be fair here. Uh, we pointed out that Ole Miss almost lost to Tulsa. Kentucky did almost also lose to Northern Illinois last week. Yeah, but Northern uh, Illinois is like. I don't know, competent. Didn't they also probably lose to Tulsa, if I'm remembering correctly? I think they did, think which is they funny. Did. Uh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Kentucky <sighs> Kentucky at least has shown the ability to – like, I think this is the kind of team that Ole Miss hates to play. Yeah. Ole Miss does not want to get punched in the mouth. Like, yeah, they a, want to play a physical, State. Like a physical, well-built football team. Ole Miss hates to play those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, is not, uh, that is not what Ole Miss is streaming up. Like, they don't want to be playing – uh, I mean, Kentucky or Georgia or teams like that. They want to try to dance with somebody. They want to play Tennessee. They want to play Mississippi yeah. State. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at their their schedule last year, but I get the sense they were they were pretty bad against those kind of teams. I would assume. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. They, they they like won that game against Arkansas. It was a 52-51 shootout. Like, yeah. but any game that went under, they were going to lose. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like they're they're not winning that. Um, they did beat Anam, I guess, last year, which is. Kind of impressive, but again, Anna has no offense. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky still needs some guys to get healthy here. Like this offense is not fully operational, which is concerning. Uh, this is a, this is going to be a game state game, yeah. right? Kentucky cannot fall behind early because Will Levis will turn the ball over if you ask him to pass like forty times in a game. Um, you don't want to win this game in his arm. You want to run the football and do it well against Ole Miss. You should be able to do that. And just don't let Ole Miss get explosive plays. I think the Kentucky defense is too good to let that happen. But yeah, I, I am. Man, if Kentucky falls behind like ten nothing or something like that, uh, oof, uh, <laughs> I would be nervous. Yeah, I, I think the script here is probably pretty similar to the one that we saw against Florida for Kentucky a couple weeks ago. Not like the literal game script, but like the way that this goes. I, I think that that's a pretty fair comparison. Yeah, uh, where it's just sort of like Ole Miss is talented enough to keep it close and, and maybe even pull ahead early on in the game, but ultimately 
makes a few too many mistakes that that Kentucky takes advantage of, and it's yeah. it's not it's not close at the end. Yeah. Um, that that's sort of what I see here. I'm excited about this one. I think it's going to be a, an interesting football game, a really interesting study of these two teams. I think we'll learn a lot. Um, Speaking of, I didn't realize that Will Levis already had thrown four picks on 117 attempts. He's awesome. Yeah, he's he's just unabashedly <laughs> just doing, yeah <laughs> doing the exact same thing as last year. Just no change. Same guy. He is the <laughs> same exact his, guy. They basically let his average at the target get a little bit longer because they're not running as efficiently without Chris Rodriguez there. That's the only thing to change. He's just throwing the ball a little like two yards further downfield. That's yeah. all that's happening. Dude, it's it's so funny too. Like it was such a powerful weekend for traits Twitter for like the, the NFL oh, yeah. draft scouts who are like, oh he's got great traits. Cause like it's been a funny season in general because all of those guys stink. Of course they do. Like they still do. Right. Yeah they they're not good. You're right. They and have then, great of, traits. Of course, like yeah, if Anthony Richardson after his season's already over has a huge game against Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, like and by huge game, I mean like, you know, completes over 50% of his passes. Yeah. Of course there was a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Richardson successfully yeah. <laughs> threw an FBS touchdown and that is a big step forward for him. We're all very proud of Anthony yeah. Richardson for throwing a touchdown as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm pumped for this game. I'm also pumped for the other, like dude, I mean, you have yes, eight so- more games in the slot to keep an eye on. Yeah, so the most wanted section we have four, and then the no fly list we have another four, and then at the afternoon we have like, uh, let's see, we have eight more games in the afternoon. So the, we we've got an unbelievable number of of games to watch here early on in the day. Yeah. The nightcap is not quite as good, but in the most wanted we'll kick it off here. Uh, Purdue at Minnesota, ESPN two, big game for the Big Ten West. I, I think that this is going to be. I don't know that Purdue is like a top contender, but they're certain. They're certainly among the top group of contenders. There's not really anybody really established there. And if Minnesota can win this one, then they are, I think, even more solidified as the favorite in the West, uh, which is interesting. I think it's going to be a fun football game just in general, two two styles that uh, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of defense played. And I I would expect that this is going to be pretty compelling. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, like, it, it, like Minnesota is now being crowned as this, like, head of the Big Ten West, right? Like, they seem like to be the clear favorite. Yeah. And I get why. Like, if you just look at the scoring margins, you look at the way they've beaten some of these teams, especially this, this past week against Michigan State, it's going to be a real, like, confirmation they're actually good and not just playing shit teams. Yeah. But that's only true if you think Michigan State's a good team, right? Like, yeah. if you think Michigan State sucks and was also hurt, like, the way I do, I, I mean, I'm not very impressed, I guess. And, and, and like, yeah, they get Purdue at home. I mean, look, they have a really easy schedule. They they after this, it's their bye week, and they get Illinois in the road and Penn State in the road. If they're still undefeated coming out of those two games, I will shut the fuck up and say Minnesota's an actually good football team. Yeah, but I don't know. Like you're not, you're not convincing me by beating Michigan State, right? Like that's that's not very convincing to me personally. Um, let's. I mean, is Aiden O'Connell playing in this game? Do we have confirmation? Was, that was what I was going to ask. I do not know. Um, if not, then this is this is less compelling. This <laughs> this drops down to the no fly list pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm looking up the news. Hard to say. While you do that, I am going to say this is another one of those, like I mentioned earlier, and I think I'm actually going to put in the uh, the Hank Hill, uh, "I'm about to bust" quote here. I'm about to bust. This is another one of those mm-hmm. narrative buster games. I think this is this is one where oh, people have one. have anointed, like you said, have anointed Minnesota and kind of cast aside Purdue, who they were doing the same with, like not that long ago. Um, this this is this is one of those where that could totally be the be the case where it's like, oh shit, yeah. actually no, what we all thought is not true, uh, and it's it's something else. Um, yeah, and so. and I, I hate this term because it is very Reddit, but like Purdue could be the quote unquote chaos team of the season. Yeah, like they just seem like they have a lot of randomness involved in their games, um, a lot of spore holding stuff like that uh, going on here. Yeah, a lot of 
to epic penguin of doom football happening mm-hmm. from well and they Purdue. of course they they love to commit 15 yard penalties in the worst possible time <laughs> which is always very helpful for for that yeah. sort of uh that sort of scenario yeah interesting this, this could this be one. a great like purdue leads the whole way then minnesota has like a 13 point fourth quarter comeback that has everyone creaming their pants on twitter and it's yeah. just like because purdue committed 90 yards and penalties yeah um, <laughs> yeah jeff jeff brom he uh, had a gun in his pocket and he took it out and that was not that was not allowed <laughs> the referees were not happy to see that at all um any yeah. any word on aiden o'connell here uh it seems like it's gonna be a game time decision is the word so it's cool. gonna be they're gonna check on later in the week kind of see what's going on um you know who who no one's gonna check on <laughs> Who's that? Except except Big Ten fans. Yeah. Is Michigan and Iowa. No one except us and our lovely Michigan listeners are going to be checking on that game. This is on Fox. Um, this, this gets the big the Fox uh, big noon kickoff billing here. They couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty good, dude. Yeah, this, I can't wait to see see what happens here. This not being at uh, at, at 8 p.m. is a huge win for Michigan. That is a that is a, a massive W for Michigan. Well, they, they, you uh, know our. Our brother in arms, Ace Amender, has debunked the Night Kinnick thing. Uh huh. Yeah, but uh, I I also have eyes, and I don't care about the stats. I've seen it before. I've seen it, <laughs> folks. Uh, I've just seen it live. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize. Um, <laughs> and Iowa also does like force a lot of turnovers. Actually, force a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. They benefited from a lot of turnover luck last season, but they do force turnovers. And I just watched JJ McCarthy play a full football game. Uh, I would yeah. be I would be worried about this one for Michigan. I, if, I if Michigan JJ McCarthy Michigan has yeah. no business losing losing this game but they absolutely could do that they could absolutely lose this game if you are iowa you should absolutely if you win the, the, the kickoff or whatever win win the if when you the, win the uh, kickoff if you win the coin toss you should make sure you were going on defense first you want to get that crowd absolutely raucous yeah. you don't want to see them your miserable offense first yeah you want to see jj mccarthy throw a pick in the first three plays of the game mm-hmm. and just get tuned up after that because look you're not going to score an offense if you're iowa it's not happening you're not you're not gonna... <laughs> you need to accept you gotta... that now <laughs> <laughs> you gotta win this game 10 to 7 yeah with like a, a, a defensive touchdown and a field goal that's your best bet kirk ferentz writing a self-help book it's coming coming to terms with not scoring on offense <laughs> man uh that's awesome. I, I I mean, look, I agree with them. Glad you said it so I don't come out as the highest state homer here because obviously, as we know, you're the bigger Buckeye fan of the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but J.J. McCarthy uh, can't throw a fucking football, dude. Like, yeah. I, I've watched him play. The kid aims the ball where the receiver is currently at. He has no anticipation whatsoever. Yeah. The people calling him Michigan Savior saying the offense looks different with him because he can run a little bit. I don't care. I yeah, absolutely don't the, care. The, these, uh, I I am more I I'm more pro JJ than you are, but having just watched him play an entire game, um, he's got some stuff to work on. I would say he he very much is a redshirt freshman quarterback who has a lot of talent and doesn't really know what to do with it yet. Um, he will he will dance around way too much sometimes and run himself into much worse situations uh there was a point where he made a great play escape the pocket scrambled for a first down and then seeing a wide open lane to step out of bounds and then seeing two defenders who were back inside he cut back inside directly into into the two defenders and got just just crushed um he's uh I don't like to make judgments on the kids just from watching them play. Uh, this kid's a dumb dumb. He's not very not very bright, uh, and I think that Michigan's going to have to bump up against that quite a bit this season. He's more talented than Cade <laughs> McNamara, but he is uh, he's not very smart. He's not a very smart young man. He doesn't really know what he's no. doing. <laughs> and, it, uh, it is basically just it, it, the question is 
how much how how many explosive running plays can Blake Quorum generate? That yeah. is the only key to Michigan's season at this point because JJ McCarthy is not the guy. He is not going to win you a football game against a real football team. We'll see. I think that he I think that he is liable to do so more more than than Cade McNamara was, but uh, it, it's still I I would not rely on it. I'll say that that's that's where I'm at with it is that I would not depend on that as as like my primary thing yeah. offensively. Well, um, thank God they have so many other good offensive players besides Blake Quorum who can definitely help out with that. Uh, that's that's the great thing for Michigan, you know, is those mm-hmm. receivers are just crazy talented. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> and now with Eric all out too, it's like wow, just just bursting at the seams at the seams with offensive skill talent. That's right. Um, and okay, last week I refused to recant my opinion on Texas Tech. They're our next game here. Texas Tech, Kansas State, criminally is being placed on ESPN Plus. I saw that post game video of Joey McGuire in the locker room, and I'm starting to change my tune. Okay, yeah, uh, where, where he's did, making did, fun of where he's making fun of Texas for being soft. Did you see it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he was, was telling his players, "I told you they were going to break, and yeah. guess what? They broke." You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, that's some good. Sh- I I like it when a coach talks shit. It's that's fun to me. Um, they are going to lose this game. Yeah, probably. This is the they 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 beating Texas and losing to Kansas State is absolutely the Texas Tech model. Like model that is that is how they operate. That's yes. how they do things. Um, but yeah, I do appreciate him for basically echoing our company stance on Texas, which is that if you just punch them, they will break. They will, they are not Mm -hmm. a mentally serious football program. Um, he's right about that, but unfortunately Kansas state is mentally serious and I think that they can handle being, you know, played competitively, which is going to be an issue for Texas tech. (laughs) Kansas state knows how to play in a close game and Texas doesn't. And that's, that's sort of, I think the difference last week and I think will be the difference this week too. Yeah, uh, if I were them, I would just, uh, you know, I think it'd be really funny if Kansas like lost to Tulane but won the Big Twelve. I think that would rip. That would be very uh, funny. Yeah, I am. I'm just interested to watch this one like stylistically too. I think it's going to be compelling. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this one. It's too bad that I'm going to have to go to a different app that doesn't work to watch it. That's, uh, it's good. It's good stuff that we have right now in college football. The, the, uh, the ESPN Plus stuff is all very good, and we like it a lot. It's cool that the app doesn't work, and nobody is uh, is upset about mm-hmm. it. Um, speaking of television channels that nobody can fucking watch, Oregon State at Utah, 2 p.m., rounds out our most wanted. It's on the Pac-12 network. Um, folks, uh, there, there, are, there are places, I will say, that you can find... Uh, to watch this football game. That's 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 all I'm gonna say about this. If you do some looking, you can find a way to watch this football game, uh, and that is that is what I would recommend. I think this is gonna be really good. Yeah, I, I am looking forward to watching this. Uh, obviously, Oregon State uh, needs a big bounce back after their horrendous what is it six turnover game against against USC. Yeah. Uh, UCLA also, or sorry, not UCLA. Utah also lost their best offensive player uh, for the season uh, in tight end Brant Keithy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's bad for them. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, I think Utah's a more complete football team here. Uh, I think Chance Nolan is, like you said last podcast, not quite as bad as he showed against USC, but also not as, as I said, not as good as he looked against Fresno State late in the game. Yeah. Um, he is somewhere in the middle of those two things, and he has to be the Fresno State guy to beat Utah, and I don't think he has that. What if it was, Chan- um, what if it was Chance the Nolan? Does that change your opinion okay. at all? Is that- okay. Chance the quarterback? Yeah, Chance the quarterback. Uh, is that something? Is that anything at all? That's that's like a fucking mm. that's a solid verbal level, level joke. I wonder mind. if that's his, I take yeah, that back. That's, that's 
That's uh, that, I wonder if I wonder if he's on like TikTok. Is that that's dog, that's, that's, that's dog shit. Never mind. Scratch that from the record. Uh, no, ig- you better keep us the podcast. Ig- ig- ignore that. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cut it from the podcast. But let it be known that I don't stand by that. That's dog shit. That's uh, that's nothing. Um, I'm looking up Chance Nolan right now. Okay. Uh, to see if what his TikTok username is. Let's see if we can find this guy. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 the you know I guess a, a more suitable tie would be that he's the uh, he's Christopher. Nolan. Nolan's son is that something is that anything I'm struggling mm. here I'm, I'm I'm flailing I don't I've got nothing going on what about Chance Nolan yeah. Smith do we like that do we like Chance Nolan Smith uh Chance Nolan Smith I'm I'm, I'm more into Chance Nolan the son of Christopher Nolan like like it's okay. Chance Nolan and he's um, he's intentionally doing his signals too quiet in the huddle for artistic effect. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's not letting the other guys hear his play call because he wants you to know what it's like to be actually in the moment. That's oh, kind of funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah he's he's uh, much like much like uh, Christopher Nolan. He's just calling the same play every down. Yes. Uh, he's audible lane, and it's just oh wow, it's something with time again. That's wow. Oh, okay, that's, no, it's that's about, crazy. Yeah. It's about how you wish you get back time to be with your loved ones. Wow, that's that's the first <laughs> time you've done that idea. That's um, that's awesome, man. Every yeah, every you. question he's asked, he turns into like a pace of play answer. He's like, you know, you know, we just yeah. want to be up tempo. We gotta we gotta keep the we gotta keep the clock from 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 uh, coming down too much. It's very important in my family the clock. Um, anyway, good football game. You should watch it if you. Uh, if you have the ability through uh, legal means or through illegal means, even better maybe if you have it through right. illegal means. Uh, no fly list. Some games here of some importance that probably aren't going to be all that entertaining. I think uh, here at the top, oh, and I then don't know. and then two that I think are going to be entertaining that do not have any importance. Um, <clears throat> Illinois at Wisconsin, Big Ten Network. Uh, man, Illinois offense is fun to watch. The rushing attack specifically. I don't want to watch Wisconsin though. I, there's not any part of Wisconsin that I want to watch. It's not, none of it is good. I get that. I am compelled to see if Brett Bielema already has Illinois to a point where they can do Wisconsin better than Wisconsin this yeah. early on in his tenure. Yeah. Um, I would like that quite a bit. That would be, because the be answer might be yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I don't know. Like Wisconsin looked really bad against Ohio state. Yeah. Um, it is. It is also just as an aside here on Brett Bielema real quick. It's really cool that we were completely right about Brett Bielema, that he would immediately make them competent and that no one is talking about this. Illinois was yeah. fucking horrible before he showed up. Did people just not remember how Illinois had like two decades of being really bad at football, like a decade and a half, I guess of being really bad at football. And then Brett Bielema needed one year and now they're three and one and everybody's just like, yeah, Illinois is pretty good. I guess nobody's fucking talking about this. If you, I think there what's may going be, on. They're... There may be just way. I, I think that that Indiana's lost like, some shine off of it, which I, yeah. I do understand because as much as we've talked Indiana, they should have lost that ball game. They got they got jobbed. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think people probably just want to see them make a bowl game, right? And these next yeah. three weeks, they play Wisconsin on the road, then Iowa, Minnesota at home. So they'll have a chance to prove some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, if they win, if they win any one of those games, this program's ahead of schedule, yeah. right? Yeah. If they if they uh, beat Wisconsin here, I think you have to be feeling fantastic if you're if you're real, yeah. Because that is absolutely because they can absolutely beat Iowa, Minnesota. Yeah, I I think they could. I think they probably should win this game. I think they will win this game. I think they're better than Wisconsin is. I think they are doing Wisconsin better than Wisconsin is, which is what you you know said at the top here. I I just 
I think they have a I think they have a damn good chance uh, to to win this game, and that's exciting. It won't be I don't think an especially exciting football game, but I'm gonna keep track of the keep track of the score probably. Um, the, the level of running back play will be fun to watch. Just yes. seeing Chase see, see what Chase Brown do against these guys. But, but, but like, here's the thing: is this is the kind of game? Unlike last week for Wisconsin, they played Ohio State. This is the kind of game Wisconsin builds their program to win. If they cannot win this one, this is how the bottom falls out for Paul Chris. Like, if you yeah. start losing this kind of game at home you're done like this is what like you your fan base can tolerate some eight and four seasons right they don't they, like they'll they'll yeah. let that happen they will not accept losing at home to illinois to a former wisconsin head coach yeah just cannot happen you cannot lose this game if you're if you're paul chris he's already in the hot seat if he loses this game he might get fired yeah this is like an NBA... not like the next week but like it's it's gonna be pending this is like an nba player playing in the drew league in the summer and losing in one-on-one to a guy wearing their jersey like that is, <laughs> that's, that's what that's this, good. that's what this would be. Um, and we love that. We would love to see that. Uh, we are praying of course on Wisconsin's downfall and on Brett Bielema's, yes. uh, surge back into national relevance. We, we love the big man and we want nothing but the best for him. <laughs> I really program. do love him. I really do love him. He's just, uh, I just, he's just an oaf. He's a wonderful oaf. And I, I, uh, I really enjoy him. I'm glad that he is back and having success. Uh, and I hope that he kills Paul Chris at midfield during this game uh <laughs> oklahoma at tcu on abc oklahoma with a chance at a bounce back game tcu uh being forced to play a game that people will watch which is not good for tcu they don't want that yeah uh they're not winning this because uh, i have i have heard ryan unfortunately i have heard people this week national people people who are paid to talk about college football say that max duggan looks better say that he looks different he looks like a different quarterback he looks like a completely different guy no he doesn't no, he doesn't. He does this every year. He does this to you people every fucking year, and every year he's not different. He's the same guy. He's still shitty. Oklahoma's going to win this by several several touchdowns. Uh, I tend to agree. I, I think uh, I think the only guy for TCU that looks like a difference maker is Kendra Miller. I think Kendra Miller... I, I like Darius Davis, too. Yeah. Uh, Kendra Miller and Darius Davis are cool. Quentin Johnson has been... It's, cra- it's crazy year, that right? yeah that they have had success without Quentin Johnson doing much of anything. I don't know why. Has he been hurt? I haven't watched. I can't. I, I don't think he's been hurt. I think he just hasn't been involved. I don't know. I don't know yeah. why. Uh, yeah, very strange. I mean, it's the it's the Max Duggan effect, dude. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. Um, yeah, TCU is going to lose the ball game. What else is there to say? Like uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma loves to shoot its pants against certain teams, but TCU is not one of them. Yeah, TCU is um, not not on that. Not on that tier. Might be high scoring, which is kind of interesting, but I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be especially it, close. If the other game somehow, if this like this game gets ahead of or behind you, the game you get to watch the end somehow. Um, Eric Gray is kind of fun to watch. I think he's a really really cool running back for Oklahoma. I like I like him seeing him play. Yeah. Um, not many other thoughts with this team or this ball game. We have two more here, Patrick. The next one is Georgia State at Army. Yep. Um, you could talk about this one. I have no thoughts. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's, a, it's a it's a good ball game, but uh, Georgia State is just like desperately trying to lose every game of plays in the same fashion. Yeah, yeah they, they'd love to do it. They really, really love to do it. Um, fun styles clash. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. Army is not like that stout defensively, and I think that this is the kind of opponent who can put put some points on him i just i think it's gonna be fun i think army wins um i like watching darren granger throw the football he's not like good in the traditional sense but he has a hose he throws the ball really really fucking far and hard and i like watching him play um he is also one of my favorite style of quarterback which is guy who's like six foot five and 180 pounds and throws the ball like a trebuchet right like that's that's awesome i love that um 
So I'm interested in that. I think it's going to be just a good football game if you're interested in one of those, if maybe some of the other stuff here doesn't work out in the way that we're hoping it will. Um, And then I also want to mention, and I do not expect you to have any thoughts on this one, but I saw it this week while I was looking at something completely different. I was, I was like... I can't even remember what it was. I, I think I was just checking in to see how Rich Rod was doing at Jacksonville State, and I discovered uh, Jacksonville State's hosting Kennesaw State this week. Uh, 2 p.m. Yeah. on ESPN+. Plus. Kennesaw State is, uh, as we talked about on the premium show, running the triple option, running it very, very well under head coach Brian Bohannon. He has kind of resurrected that program with the option. Um, Jacksonville State is, as I mentioned, under under the direction of Rich Rod and has immediately found success with it. I think they're 4-1 uh, at this point, 3-1 or 4-1. They've looked really, really good against FCS opponents. Their only loss was to an FBS team. I don't remember who it was, but it was an FBS team. Um, and uh, I think it's just going to be really fun football. I think that this is, if you're a scheme guy, if you're interested in the offense specifically, this is on at a time where there might be a little bit of a lull. It will end when there's not a whole lot going on. This is, you know, 2 p.m. starts going to end around 5.30. There's not a ton going on there usually. Um, sometimes you'll get kind of the... Uh, mid to end of the 3.30 games, but usually it's like early third quarter. So I think that this is uh, good. I think that this is just going to be good football if you're interested, if you have the the ability. And if not, I would say sometime during the week while you're at the office not doing anything, go to the ESPN Plus archives, pull this up and watch some ball because I think it's just going to be a really fun football game. Yeah. Uh, and Also, and two, two coaches desperately trying to get back to the FBS level. Was Brian Bohan? At the... Brian Bohan was never at the. Sorry, Brian Bohan is just trying to get there. Rich yeah. Rod's trying to get back. Well, say. guess what? Rich Rod's going to get back because Jacksonville State's going to be an FBS team next year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We love uh, that. Will love he stay him. there for the transition? I want to find out. Hard to uh, say. <clears throat> He's he is uh, as it turns out still a winning ball coach. He's <laughs> still 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 can scheme it up. So um, I, I hate to endorse this sort of thing, but Pat McAfee has been telling good stories about him on his show hmm. uh, and his time in West Virginia. I, I know you're not the biggest fan of Pat, uh, but I, I just I don't. Uh, there's two there's two things that I don't like. It's other podcasts and other people named Pat. Uh, and so that's okay. sort of uh, that the double whammy for him there. But uh, yeah, the, the, that is like. One of, I, I, honestly, I think the only like former player or coach content that is even kind of bearable is just gossip about like their time as a former player or coach, because uh, the rest yeah. of the shit is just awful. The rest of it is is truly, truly right. dog shit. Some of the worst content in the world. Yeah, um, I, I am gonna sound like a real schlub here, telling two like very mainstream media guys podcasts are good, uh, but also Ryan Rosillo's thing he does like three times a year where he has. Uh, former college athletes on to tell the recruiting stories is pretty good too yeah yeah that is uh, that's the good stuff that's really the only good stuff you're ever going to get from from athletes they just don't have they don't have a whole lot to add <laughs> outside of, yeah outside of that which yeah, is what it is uh we can't be good at everything athletes are good at being athletes podcasters like us folks we're in the we're in the domain here and we don't we don't yeah. need any outsiders we don't need people we are the man in the arena yeah they are the spectator criticizing us that's right uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the new media folks, they just can't keep up. I'm sorry, they just can't. I think keep that'd up. be funny. I would beat Draymond Green's ass in a podcasting competition. I'm beating the shit <laughs> out. I, of I, do, I do think it's really funny. Like whenever players get criticized by a media member, they always post the man in the arena thing. Yeah. I think it'd be funny the next time a media member gets criticized by a player, they should respond with the man in the arena <laughs> thing. Like, I think. That... <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think that'd be good. I think I would. I think I would do that. Dude, yeah. Um, yeah. Like like somebody complaining about like a PFF grade and one of the freaks over there posting that. That would be really funny. <laughs> that is why has no one thought that, that's a good move. No one's thought to do that. Welcome to my Hopefully dojo. So. Well, that's the thing is that nobody who would get called out for doing something like that is confident enough to just 
play into it. They don't. They don't <laughs> have. They immediately uh, apologize. They fold. Yeah. yeah, they don't have any confidence in their in their convictions, and it's uh, it's embarrassing, folks. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, the only guy who could do it, but he's not funny enough. Is like Brett McMurphy, but Brett McMurphy is not funny, unfortunately. Yeah, he's he, funny in a, in, a, in a certain kind of way, but yeah, he uh, would he would need uh, he needs somebody on Reddit to post it first, and then he can do it, um, which is uh, not going to happen. So afternoon Guantanamo Bay, of course, that is also oof. I'll mention the least confident website on earth. They would never do something like that. Uh, afternoon Guantanamo Bay, two fucking bangers here, two absolute yeah. beaters. Alabama at Arkansas, three thirty p.m. on CBS, and Oklahoma State at Baylor, three thirty p.m. on. I think there Fox. are three heaters here, by the way. But yeah, you, you have two lists. Wake Forest at Florida State is also a banger on ABC. I mean, really, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these three. It's really unfortunate that they're happening at the same time, but uh, these are all great. I, I I love every one of these. Um, I, uh, I, I think that this is, we'll start with Alabama, Arkansas. I don't have great hopes for this after what Arkansas did this, this past week, but they were competitive with Alabama last season. They seem like one of the only teams in the SEC, not named Georgia, that isn't afraid of Alabama, like just from the snap and is willing to continue playing, even if they are down, uh, which is what they did last year. So I'm interested in that, but I, I don't, I don't have high hopes for an upset here. Man, I actually kind of feel the exact opposite way after watching them last week. I feel like Arkansas was like two touchdowns better than Texas A&M, just had some terrible fumble luck. Like that 14-point swing where they're inside the A&M five that results in a defensive touchdown. Yeah. And then doinking the field goal at the top of the upright. Like they played really well by and large. It's just one free play that swung that game. Like, And I think Devin and Shane, like they also, if I recall correctly, there was one explosive Devin and Shane run in the first half. And besides that, AM did not cross the 15 into their drive. Like Arkansas was really beating the hell out of these guys. Yeah. Now Bama's not Arkansas. Bama's not AM, obviously. We know yeah. that. But but the Alabama obviously success rate has been like mediocre. Dude. They're like 30th in the country in average drive yards, I believe. Uh just nothing special happening there given the talent they have. Uh you know, I think this team can can contain Bryce Young better than anybody else they've played so far. Uh, I have high hopes for them. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what they can cook up. Uh I don't know. Like I don't think they're gonna win the game, but 17 points on the road. 17 is points ridiculous. is a lot. Yeah, 17 points. For what is Bama's a lot. done this year, 17 <laughs> points? Yeah. I I my my fear is is the containing Bryce Young thing. Can you get off the field? Can Arkansas get off the field yeah. consistently? Because you can scheme them up all you want, and we we have both made our opinions clear on the Alabama skill core, specifically at wide receiver. But when it's third and nine, that little motherfucker is just going to scoot. He's just going to run, and he's going to pick it up like yeah. every time if you're not completely prepared for it. And it's hard to prepare for. It's it's really hard to I, prepare for. Um, I think we might see bumper pull like absolutely decapitate Bryce Young in this game. Like, he, we might have. A bumper, I, I think a bumper pull ejection is like. Uh, if you gave me like plus three hundred odds on that, I would probably take that bet. Yeah, God, I I know that this is like a normie uh, college football Twitter posting style, but it is just I I love that we have a college football player, a linebacker a at name. Arkansas, who is named Bumper Pool. That's wonderful. It rocks. Um, yeah, it's, sick. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very good, and that he plays exactly like his name. Very good. Um, I'm kind of buying Arkansas, dude. I think they have a better rushing attack than Alabama does too. Like I think they are better and. <sighs> Dude, it's, like it's crazy. every phase of the game except Bryce Young magic. That's <laughs> like yeah. all they have. It's crazy how bad the Alabama offense like design is. There's nothing yeah. interesting going on there. It's it's not cohesive. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it's really it's really wild and like how it still doesn't seem to hurt them in most games. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I think Arkansas can keep it close, but I don't think that they're going to win. Uh, I'm not. 
I'm not convinced of their ability to do that at this point. Uh, I agree. It should be uh, fun. I mean, no, I honestly, I agree. But I, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch the football game. Yeah. I am starting to believe in Arkansas Magic a little bit. I think they just got job last, not job. They just had a really bad break last week. Yeah. Um, and should have won that game two different times, three different times, maybe. Um, Oklahoma State at Baylor at three thirty on Fox. Our next game here, man, this is going to be cool. Really uh, excited about this one. Rematch of last year's excellent Big Twelve Championship game. Really interested to learn more about Oklahoma State, who I don't think we know much about. We we mentioned on the uh, on the premium show UCLA being the quietest undefeated team in the country. I think Oklahoma State has a case as well because nobody's talking yeah. about them. Are they undefeated? They're undefeated, right? They're undefeated. They're three and zero. They yeah. only played three football games. They beat in Central Michigan, Arizona State, and Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah. Um, that first game because Michigan probably took some shine off, only beating them by fourteen points at home, giving up forty four points Central Michigan. That that's probably not a good look. Um, if you are a uh, would be conference title slash like playoff contender, mm-hmm. uh, especially Central Michigan's got on to go one and three with their only win coming against Bucknell. Yeah, um, not not a great sign. No. <laughs> if you're, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're Oklahoma State, but uh, I'm also, also intrigued to see. We, we can also okay. chalk that up to week one a little bit. You know, it, it, yeah, it is what it is. That bit. that happens before. You know, week one can produce weird results. I don't know that I'm going to use that to damn an entire team. I think that they could still be very good. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. I am intrigued to see if Baylor is actually starting to trust Blake Shapin at quarterback, or if that was just a result of what had to happen in the game trip against Iowa State. Yeah, because uh, he looked pretty goddamn good last week. Yeah, he and did. Uh, he, if he, they trust him, this is a different offense. He has quite a bit more arm than you would think from looking at him. He, he, he I don't like. I I was pretty impressed with his with his arm. Me too, and I continued, and also like. He's flashed some right ability of the season. Well, I believe he had like a 36-yard scramble touchdown against Texas State or something like that. Yeah. Uh, which I know it's Texas State, but still. Uh, Shapin, like, if he is unlocked and allowed to do some things, this is a totally different offense. Um, and and I'm, I'm curious to see that. It's a different football team, too, right? It makes BYU look more, more like a Jeff Grimes pants shooting than it was like a, a, a structural problem for Baylor. Yeah. Um, so I'm really curious to see this game. Obviously, Oklahoma State, we all know who they are. I mean, they have a million guys back. Um, everyone except the entire defensive coaching staff is pretty much back. Uh, we they, have play, they haven't played anybody yet. And our yeah. Baylor's a little more battle test. I think that's going to matter here. The fact that Baylor's played two tough opponents on the road. Yeah. Uh, at, and this is State. at Baylor as well, which is, you know, correct. Not, uh, not nothing, certainly. Yeah. I like Baylor a lot this game. Um, they're a two and a half point favorite right now. I, I think they win this ball game. But it's going to be – it's a really fascinating game to kind of see what we know at the top of the Big 12. Yeah, I think that this is also just a uh, a really fun chess match. I think we have relatively equal yeah. talent here, and we have a very, very good proven defensive head coach in Dave Aranda and a very, very good proven offensive head coach in Mike Gundy. Um, excited to see that. You don't get to see a ton of those in college football. That's It's – you know, the talent is not this equal very often, and you don't have coaches of this stature very often coaching against each other. I think this is going to be great, especially with with conference title implications. This is uh, this is everything that you want in like a a, a big like a like a top tier headliner game. Uh, for oh, yeah. for sure, uh, most wanted. One that we mentioned as very well could be on the top of this list. I only I didn't include it only because the stature of the teams at the top are. It's a little bit higher, right? They're they're considered a little bit sure. more viable at this point than these two, especially after Wake Forest's loss to Clemson. Embarrassing way to lose that game. Um, Wake Forest at Florida State, 3.30 p.m. on ABC. Going to learn a lot about Florida State, I think. Going to learn a lot about Florida State. Going to learn a lot about Wake Forest. I'm, I'm excited. I think that this is going to be a great 
offensive showcase, really. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm excited to see some of the scheme stuff in this game. I'm excited to see what Florida State comes with. I think this is just going to be just really fun football, and I, I don't know – I don't have a great feel for who's going to win. I think it's just going to be really fun football. Have you seen the line in this game? I have not. Florida State is favored by almost a touchdown. It's six and a half points. Hmm. That's that's a little bit strange. There, there's – it seems like yeah. there is sort of a, a general disrespect of Wake Forest that doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. I, I don't I don't know where that has come from. I don't know what they've done to deserve that because it's not like they consistently underperform relative to expectations. They're fucking Wake Forest. They're, they've I don't I don't know where that I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, well, I think I mean to me part of this that I'm really curious to see there are there are some uh, basically some concerns about how like uh, what, what's the hurricane going on right now? Do you know the name of it? uh no okay there's a hurricane hitting somewhere in the south and yeah there's some thoughts like the remnants of it could affect the weather for this game um if it does so uh i mean florida state's the much better efficient team to run the football wake forest running game has been pretty poor this season yeah i think they're averaging like 3.3 yards per carry as a team which is really bad yeah um it looked okay for stretches against clemson like when the passing game was working it really wasn't very effective at all this season uh, and Florida State's running the ball like a motherfucker. Like they have two backs with over 30 carries, averaging over six and a half yards a carry. Um, they're playing really good football. Jordan Travis is back for this game. Florida State to me looks like the better team this year. Just watch, just watching them both play. I've watched them both play a lot already. Um, I think Florida State's the better football team straight up, which is crazy to think we would have said that, uh, you know, six months ago. Yeah. And I got really high in this team as the, as the offseason came to a close. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for Florida State in this game. Um, they have some real litmus tests coming up. Obviously, they, they have this game. They also play uh, NC State and Clemson uh, very shortly, which is uh-huh. you know nerve wracking if you're a Florida State fan. Uh, their their schedule is not, let me pull up their full schedule here. Uh, yeah, they get Wake this week at NC State the following week, Clemson at home the week after that. Yeah, um, that is you're gonna find out really quick what you're made of, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see here. I think we're gonna learn a lot about the Florida State defense and the the level of discipline of this team um, on that side of the ball, but in general, against a uh, against a higher quality opponent than they have seen before. Uh, Wake Forest offense is a really good way to test and see how much your guys yeah. trust their rules defensively. Uh, and and I'm I'm interested because I don't know yet with Florida State, and I want to learn more. I want to learn what the actual ceiling of this team is. I don't think we've seen it yet. Uh, and I want to learn more about Wake Forest in general because I think that if they are willing to throw the ball more than they did against Clemson, they can be really, really dangerous, and they could absolutely win this game. Uh, yeah, but... look out for Jared Versey <clears throat> for doing that, though. Yeah, is he healthy? Is he good? He's back. He played last week in Boston cool. College. Yeah, as did uh, uh, as did Jordan Travis. So they're both they're they're back, but they were also back like last week. Right, but they're really back this time. Yeah, they're really, really <laughs> back now. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, like like Wake Forest. We I know we criticize their O line. They did a really good job of scheming around it last week for Clemson for like mm-hmm. three and a half quarters. And then it really bit them in the ass late in the game. Like that line just got after Sam Hartman, the final couple drives. Yeah. Um, and if that, if, if you let Jared verse do that to Sam Hartman, then then I don't see a path for Wake Forest win this game. Like I don't, Wake Forest not being able to consistently protect Sam Hartman on the road to Florida state. Uh, it's not going to work, right? Like yeah. he has to have time. And I don't know if that's going to happen. If first is who we think he is. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. This is gonna be. I think this is one of the, the games where I feel like I I, I want to learn the most this weekend, right? I think yeah. I think we're gonna learn more this weekend than maybe any game except Oklahoma State Baylor. Yeah. But I'm pumped about this. 
Um, we have some more games in this stretch, dude. It's a really good slot. We uh, do. Let's get into these. Also in the most wanted, Texas A&M at Mississippi State, 4 p.m. on SEC Network. This is borderline, but it is an important game for the SEC West. Uh, we've said it the last two weeks. I'm going to say it again here. It's time. Texas A&M, it's time to lose. It's it's uh, It's got to happen here at some point. They have to lose here at some point. This one makes a lot of sense. Uh, they're also going to be without Anaya Smith for the rest of the season, if I saw correctly. Um, that which is, is correct. Which yeah. is bad because they have two players on offense, and he's one of them. Um, and he's also kind of not even that good. But he he was one yeah. of the two members of that offense who could do anything at all. Uh, I think that Mississippi State's going to win this game. I do as well, which makes me nervous. I don't like when we agree on a pick. <laughs> uh, I don't. It's just, yeah. it, it makes sense to me. It, narratively, it makes sense to me. I think that it fits the flow of the season. I that that's. I, I feel that this one. This is one I feel pretty strongly about. Not necessarily for football reasons, just because I think it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing too is that we have seen Will Rogers uh, kind of move on from just being a typical air raid quarterback to actually hitting some big time NFL throws. Like yeah. he he is hitting some like. There was a, a clip I believe I retweeted he posted last week of just an absolutely ridiculous corner end zone throw that he hit mm-hmm. uh, going across his body. Um, look, AM's defensive backs are better than anyone else that uh, Mississippi State is going to see all season. Yeah, They are better than Alabama's defensive backs. They're better than anybody else uh, in the conference. Uh, even though they're starting a true freshman corner, Denver Harris, they are really goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to have a lot of space, and he has to hit those throws. I think he can do it. If yeah. he doesn't do it, Mississippi State's going to lose. That, that's what's going to happen. It's yeah. This game is on Will Rogers hitting tight windows. I think he's shown capability to do that so far. Um, it could be a big coming out game for him if he managed to do it, uh, uh, you know, in this on national TV or it's on, what, it's on the fucking SEC network. What? Yeah. This There's, is terrible. Listen, there are a lot of games in this slate. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, defend get... it, I'll defend it slightly. There are a lot of games in this slate. What's the main ESPN game? There's Impossible the, to say. It. I do not know. I, uh, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, know. Um, oh, it's Northwestern <clears throat> at Penn State. That's hideous. Jesus. You put Northwestern at Penn State over Jesus man, Christ. The SEC is broke. Uh, <laughs> Northwestern at Penn State is the ESPN game. Oh my yeah, god, that's tough. That's but a disaster. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this ball game. Yeah. I, I mean, I am worried that this is the exact kind of team that can stop Mississippi State, which is just a team that knows how to be disciplined on defense. Yeah. Right. Like, but I just think Mississippi State's a better football team. Yeah, I, I I do also think that like the this the biggest strengths of this Texas A&M team are as limited as uh, you can Mississippi State will limit them as much as you really can schematically um with with the fact that they do not hold on to the football very long in the backfield and so the defensive line which has not really been all that impressive this season in general is not going to have quite as much of a chance to to create disaster in the backfield. Uh you're running really quick routes and and you know you're asking cornerbacks really good cornerbacks a really good secondary to play press man coverage against a lot of slants a lot of drags a lot of rub routes a lot of shit that's going to try and knock them off of that man coverage i think that that mississippi state is well equipped to handle this sort of talent disadvantage against this kind of team um if they do things correctly which they didn't do against lsu we talked about it after the lsu game uh, this is definitely a game state team. This is a team with a small margin, right? Like with the tight windows, but also with turnovers, with not making big mistakes, with not having stupid penalties that you don't need to take. Things like that are going to, as much as the tight window throws determine this game, I think that Mississippi State can do it. I think that they're kind of do as I do with Texas A&M. I think that Texas A&M has been 
running up a bill that they cannot pay. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm interested. I'm interested to see this one as well. Uh, and I'm glad that it's staggered a little bit so that I can watch the end of it, <laughs> even if it's, uh, you know, rather than having to switch away from like Alabama, Arkansas or something like that. Um, good game. Good game. Excited about it. <clears throat> no fly list. We'll roll through these, just worth mentioning these as, uh, as, as in some places, compelling football games and other places important for conference races. Uh, here at the top, Iowa State at Kansas, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN2. I didn't list this originally because I think Kansas is going to just roll them. I, I, I think Kansas has something for them, and I don't think Iowa State Yeah, but State come has. on. You know we want to watch it happen. Like yeah. I, Even if we know it's going to happen, you're not going to have fun watching Kansas beat the shit out of Matt Campbell. You're not going to love that. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, th- I think I think that they are I think they are going to uh, to do that. Uh, because Lance Leipold, yeah, is underdogs. Like, Lance Leipold is like if Matt Can- or Matt Campbell was uh, good. He's like, what if Matt Campbell yeah. was good at his job? What if he was what people actually say that he is? Um, which Iowa uh, State's a road favorite here. They are a three and a half point road favorite. Strange, very, very strange. Um, I don't, I don't understand that. I think Kansas is going to roll. Uh, Central Michigan at Toledo, three thirty p.m. on NFL Network. The shine has come off Central Michigan a little bit here, a lot, but uh, relative to the MAC, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of shine ever. Very funny that this is on the NFL Network as well. But yeah. uh, this is going to be a pretty important game for the MAC in general. I don't think these two are in the same division, if memory serves, but still. Would, no way, be a, no. would be a really, really bad conference loss for either of them to take. There are not going to be, there's not going to be a ton of room to take conference losses this season. And uh, this is going to be a good test for, for, for Jason Candle, who loves to take conference losses that he should not take. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you know that every Mac team is 500 or worse after week four? Jesus Christ. It's bad. It's just bad. <laughs> it's really bad. It's not like CUSA level bad. I don't know if you saw what I what I did for the conference title, uh, the, the the conference race story this last week. I had three teams in tier one in the CUSA and everybody else was in tier four. Everybody else. That's <laughs> really the funny. The entire rest of the conference. It's so bad. The Mac is not a whole lot better. Um, but interested to see this one. Should be a pretty fun football game. Two interesting offenses. Two Are any of the FCS teams joining the CUSA next year? Uh, Jacksonville State is, and then oh, they're going to win it. Who is the? Uh, <laughs> oh shit, who's the? I guess Sam Houston, Sam Houston it, State is the better of the two, so it, Sam Houston State would have a better shot at it, I think. Oh man, um, both of those teams might be my top four finishers in the division if yeah, they can't they actually win it. Right? Ab- absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, poor, also just poor Western Kentucky, still fucking stuck in the CUSA. D- does not deserve to be stuck in that dog shit. Yeah, conference. let them get to the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt should take them. What are they thinking? Please free Western Kentucky. They didn't do anything wrong. Uh, Louisiana Tech, however, fuck those guys. They should have to stay there. No, no, thank yeah. you on on bumping up Louisiana Tech. Uh, but anyway, Michigan State at Maryland, three thirty p.m. on FS1. Um, I don't know. These two guys have a gun, and neither of them know how to use it, and that'll be interesting. That's fun to watch. I, neither one of these guys has any trigger any trigger discipline at all, and I, I guess that's kind of interesting. Um, also, Maryland's passing attack against Michigan State's pass defense is. Um, I don't know if you like if you like to watch bad things happen to Mel Tucker. I think that that is that's great news for you. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I don't know. Like I think Maryland's just gonna win this game by maybe a couple scores. Yeah, Maryland looked. I know you hate to admit this. Their scheme was really sexy against Michigan. Like it looked really uh, good. I admitted that on Sunday. I thought they put, I thought they acquainted themselves really well. I thought that they I thought that they did a really good job. Um, acquitted. Acquitted. Uh, but acquainted. Uh, <laughs> they made a lot of friends. Yeah, they, they made a lot Sorry. of friends. So um, I cannot make fun of anyone for you know saying the wrong word in a podcast. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, yes, I uh, think Maryland wins as well. I don't think Michigan State's any good. 
Cool. Well, I would like to see Michigan State finish as the second worst team in this division. I think that'd be cool to see. I'd like to see Rutgers beat them. That would be good. Um, I'd like to see Indiana beat them. That would be that would be even better. Well, let's, let's, let's put Michigan. Let's make Michigan State the seventh best team in the Big Ten East. I think that that would be really good. Um, Which would be the third best team in the Big Ten West, probably. I thought you were gonna say in the conference. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, probably, probably about the third best team in the West. Uh, either way, uh, we are we are vengeful on this show, and to see Michigan State completely flop and go like three and nine would be extremely good. I like that a lot, and that would be that's what I'm rooting for at this point. Uh, SMU at UCF, three thirty p.m. on ESPNU. Uh, both of these teams are Mickey Mouse. Both of these teams are Mickey Mouse. Nothing that they are doing is actually good. They have individual players who are valuable, but both of these teams are Mickey Mouse. However, somebody has to finish second in the American, and it could be either one of these teams. I don't think it's going to be Houston. It seems like Houston has kind of uh, shit its pants, and I don't think it's going to get back up. Somebody's going to have to do it. Both of these teams are fucking terrible. They're just not good, not doing what they should be doing, not taking advantage of the talent that they have, but... It is important for the AAC race because, like I said, somebody has to finish behind Cincinnati, who, uh, as we have as we have been so kindly told, has uh, has lost its touch, folks. It's lost its touch. It's hard to sustain yeah. in the AAC. It's going to win the conference again and go eleven and one. But yeah, it's hard to sustain. It's really hard to sustain at that level. And they're, I am they're struggling looking forward. I am looking forward to. Uh, I think starting this upcoming week, whenever they beat whoever, who are they playing this week? You know, uh, Cincinnati. I think they're playing Tulsa. Yeah. And whenever they win by three touchdowns or whatever, I'm looking forward to just calculating. How many points they beat opponents by since that tweet went out at the moment? Yeah. I believe it was like a thirty-four to seven run after that tweet <laughs> happened. I think I'll be quote tweeted every Saturday for the rest of the season if they if they keep mine. Love that. Uh, last one here. This one's on at five, so it slips into the afternoon slot. Uh, South Alabama at Louisiana on ESPN Plus. Really just want to see how bad Louisiana is. If Louisiana's mm-hmm. drop is legitimate, or if they were just sort of having a weird couple of weeks. Um, and then I want to see if South Alabama they had is... a tummy ache. Yeah, they had a tummy ache. I want to see, because if South Alabama wins this one, then they are officially among the favorites in the West with Troy. It's them and Troy. And that's fun. That's something new, because it has not been like that in the last couple of years. It has been only Louisiana, and to get a new race up at the top would be really fun. So I'm going to keep an eye on this yeah. one as well. Uh, maybe <clears throat> I don't think these teams are good, but maybe worth mentioning, Cal at Wazoo is on a 530 on Pac-12 Network. Yeah. Just a game to watch the box score of. I mean, it's kind of relevant to the, the Pac-12 Damn. title race. Dude, Pac- Pac-12 Network enjoyers are eating this these last couple of weeks. They're having a great time. They're <laughs> all, finally getting All some 13 of them games. are crushing us. Yeah, they're having a great time. The, 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 the like 10 guys who live in San Francisco who get the network. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, no it's pretty fly- funny to imagine uh, San Francisco Pac-12. Uh, San Francisco college football fan that's that's yeah. the guy there's certainly at least a dozen of yeah and they all have pac-12 network and those are the only guys who have it those are that's the pac-12 right there that's that's, that's what they call yeah, themselves yeah. <laughs> uh no fly list or we we finished the no fly list we're on to the evening and we're on to somehow we have not yet talked about the abu Ghraib game of the week because it is at 7 30 on abc it's north carolina state at clemson dave doran i'm begging you i'm begging you dave please Please free please us from this it, fucking dude. prison. Come I on. need you to do it, please. I can't. If they don't do it, like, I can't handle it. If they lose this game, I'm going to be so sad. I'm not even going to be upset. We're in I'm hell, just going to be sad. We're absolutely in hell. <laughs> and, and to clarify, we're in the same page that all the national media freaks were writing that Clemson's offense is fixed or are, are just wrong. It's ridiculous. Right? The Wake Forest defense just is that bad. It is ridiculous. I cannot believe how much we just no object permanence jingling keys. First thing that they see every <laughs> week. Oh, that's the new thing. That's what I believe now. No. 
Yeah. No, they're not fixed. The offense isn't fixed. They run one fucking play, and the play worked this time because their receivers were faster than Wake Forest backup defensive backs. That's it. That's the entire reason. They weren't doing anything. The offense still sucks. It's still deeply shitty. Just, just yeah, jingling keys. No object permanence. Brains completely smooth. Nothing going on. 100%. Just, just absolutely nothing happened up there. But, I mean, NC State's defense has been really awesome this season. Their offense is a different story. Yeah. Uh, the offense has... Uh, unfortunately, we we said that Tim Beck was beating the charges, and it appears that he does not, in fact, beating any of the charges. Um, Devin Leary is he got had a really good game uh, this past week, if I recall correctly. Yeah, but they beat the, overall, they beat the fuck out of UConn. They really, really murdered UConn, yeah. which is funny. It's always funny when somebody does that. Just, just not necessary. No need to do that. <laughs> Very rude to do so. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm praying, dude. I mean, they they play currently undefeated teams the next three games. <sighs> they get Clemson on the road, Florida State at home, Syracuse on the road. You gotta win this game, dude. We, you we gotta win it. this game. We need it. We, we I need as a, top ten NC State Florida State matchup. I need it so bad. As a nation, we need NC State to end this nightmare for all of us. We need it. Please, please, please get them out of here. I don't want to think about Clemson anymore. I don't want to talk about them anymore. I'm begging you, <laughs> just, just end it. End this for us. End this nightmare. I don't want to. I don't want to see them anymore. I'm sick of these fucking guys. They stink. If they win, if they win this game. The celebration you and I will have oh about God. this victory. Yeah. I mean, our our jubilance will be heard from coast to coast, dude. Yeah. We will be we will be screaming from the mountaintops about how right we were. We will be so annoying. Yeah. If and they lose, we will not speak of it. No, if they lose, we're just going dark. There's nothing. We're not even talking about the game on the recap. We're not. doing the LeBron social media blockout. We're like, we're, we're changing all of our Twitter. Just, dude, this is the chance we could do the man in the arena thing. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually do that. We should we should get a, a picture of an NC State Wolfpack flag at half mast ready just in case they lose this yeah, game uh-huh. and change both of our profile pictures to the flag at half mast. Yeah, let's 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 do that, and then we can also have the AI generate a uh, the the Wolfpack mascot in the arena, and he's he's that we can we can do that as well. Um, that's, that's good to imagine. That's, that's good. It's stuff. not really good at mascots. It's kind of frustrating. They're yeah, pretty bad at mascots. It struggles. Actually. It struggles with mascots a little bit. Um, but uh, we can't. Uh, <laughs> not all, the AI cannot be perfect yet because that would be maybe not great if it was. Um, as yeah. an actual football game, I know how we both feel about these teams. Do you think NC State is going to win this game? Because I do. I think that they are going to win the game. I think that they are a better team. I think that they are built to win this game. I think there is a game state where they win this game. Okay. Right. I think NC State is capable of winning it. Um, it has to result in Devin Leary having time to pass, yeah. which against the defensive line is worrisome. I'm not sure that's a guaranteed thing, but these corners are so vulnerable. These corners can be had. Mm-hmm. And we, I am begging you, NC State wide receivers, take this game seriously. Like if you are yeah. any guy besides Thayer Thomas and you've sucked this season so far, show up. Like Devin Carter, show up, dude. Yeah. Play a ball game. Play a Please. real game. Please. Uh, <laughs> we need uh, it. Well, Stop dropping the fucking football. Play like you're a, a big boy. Yeah. Um, I think they can do it. I think they will do it. I believe in the Wolfpack. I have to believe they win this game. Because if they don't win this game, like, this feels like such a soul-crushing loss for NC State if they lose this one. It just feels like everything they built towards is like, for what? Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially after, I mean, they did it last year. Like, I, I just... 
you have to do it. You have to win this game. You have to. They they cannot. This is such a narrative destroyer too for Clemson. Yeah. Like after Clemson just got the whole they fixed their offense. Clemson's back thing this week. Yeah. For NC State to walk in and just beat the shit out of these guys in the road. Oh, oh my god, it'd be erotic. Dude, walking I need walking into Death Valley and just blanking the offense. Just absolutely it's like they score like seven points. It's it's not even like a like a jubilant NC State win. It's just like a like a Clemson style twenty four to seven. Just just oh, I'd love smothering it. them. Oh my god. I would a, a DJ I, a DJ pick <laughs> six in the first quarter. Dude, I, I, and I'm crying. I would I would luxuriate on it for every second that the game is on. <laughs> just just like a uh NC State just putting them in the trash compactor, not even trying to blow them out. We don't even need to. We know that they can't score. We're comfortable up 17-7 in the third quarter because they can't do shit. Their kneecaps yeah. are broken. They've got nothing. <laughs> that would we're, be... we're punting on we're punting on third down before halftime. Yeah, we're not even fucking worried about it. We know they can't do shit. What we want to do is we actually want to improve field position by forcing another turnover. We're gonna punt the ball and then we're gonna pick you off. That's our plan. Oh, oh God, I need it. I need it so bad. All right, most wanted. Troy at Western Kentucky, 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus, and then LSU at Auburn, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, one very, very good football game between two very good teams. One game that is important narratively because it might get a coach fired. Um, Troy, Western Kentucky, that's a great ball game. That's a great ball game. Very, very good Troy defense against the Western Kentucky offense, which just put 73 points on a conference opponent. It was FIU, but it's a conference opponent. They're technically in the same Still. conference. Um, really, really this interesting. This team rocks, dude. They, yeah. they should be undefeated. They should have beat Indiana. They really should. They they are, uh, yeah, they're good. The offense is good, and I'm really interested to see what Troy can do against them because Troy's defense has looked really strong, and they, they have had moments offensively. LSU-Auburn is your narrative game, like I said. It's, it's uh, you know, can LSU beat the dead body and and avoid a a truly truly disastrous road loss like it is still a tough yeah. environment to play LSU cannot afford to lose this game it it really needs to win this one not for like it would feel great about winning it but because of how shitty you would feel for losing this game you cannot lose this game it would be really funny if Penn State and LSU both catch huge momentum uh, off of beating Auburn on the road, yeah. And then it turns out Auburn goes like three and nine, which is what I think will happen. Yes, yeah, that um, is uh, that. That feels like sort of what the expectation is. I mean, if you're Auburn and you lose another big game at home, like in disastrous fashion, I don't know. I don't know how you keep the guy around. I don't know how you can take another one of those. Yeah, I don't care if the buyout is just pay it. Yeah. I mean, I guess they care because they're already paying like four buyouts concurrently or whatever. But yeah, uh, not my problem. Uh, no fly list, Patrick. San Jose State at Wyoming, 7.30, CBS Sports Network. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? I'm interested to see if Wyoming is actually good, which I don't think they are. I have been on that train for a while. I don't think that they're actually good. I think they're a game state team. Um, and then San Jose State's kind of in the same place. We haven't really seen them in a game that I think is actually like valuable because they have either played teams that are much better than them or much worse than them. Uh, I'm interested to see how much of a contender we should consider them in the West, especially if Fresno State's going to be without Jake Hayner for any significant period of time. They are without him this weekend. Um, so I'm interested to see that. San Jose State, I want to see look good against a conference opponent. I want I want to see that defense. I want to see if they can go out and win a game against a team that is, if nothing else, very physical. Uh, Wyoming is a physical team. I don't think that they're any good, but they are uh, still very much a Craig Bowl team, and so I'm, I'm interested in that. I don't think it's going to be like a great football game, but I think it is valuable if you're curious at all about the Mountain West race because uh, if Wyoming wins then they are suddenly in a, in a pretty good position in the Mountain, which is a disaster. The Mountain is is 
just uh, j- just for reference here, at the top of the mountain, you have Utah State, which is in hell and cannot figure out anything on offense. Mm-hmm. Boise State, which just fired its offensive coordinator and lost its uh, quarterback. Colorado State, which is maybe the worst team in college football. Um, and then uh, Wyoming, which is just hanging out. Air Force also here. Uh, but Air Force, of course, <laughs> lost to Wyoming somehow. Uh, hard to say. Um, truly unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. One of the most bizarre divisions in in football. Um, really, really bad. Tulane two two losing to Navy or Air Force losing to Wyoming. What's more bizarre to you? Air Force, because I think Air Force is actually good. Um, it was ECU yeah. that lost to Navy as well. But uh, oh, sorry. No, didn't Tulane also lose? Tulane to Navy? lost to Southern. No, Miss. E- yeah, you're right. It's ECU. You're right. You're yeah, right. Sorry. Tulane also took a bad loss to Southern Miss, which doesn't have a quarterback. But um, yeah, I think it's Air Force because I thought Air Force was like actually full on good. ECU, I just thought was like decent. Um, yeah, fair so, enough. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's Air Force, uh, but yeah, interesting. If you're a if you're a Mountain West enjoyer, uh, West Virginia at Texas closes us out in the evening, seven thirty on FS1. I think West Virginia is like legitimately kind of decent. They're not good, but I think that they are decent, and so I'm interested here. But I think Texas probably bounces back with a win. Yeah, that was a huge fluke loss for Texas. They, I mean, they had a, I believe it was like a ninety, was it ninety seven point two percent post game expectancy and lost Texas Tech. Like, of That's course awesome. they managed to lose because they're Texas, but like. You know, they had all rights to win that game. Yeah. Uh, they're going to beat WU. It's just a matter of by how much, in my opinion. Do you know when... But then Qu- again, uh, do we a, know a when... loss like that can break a team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do we know when Quinn is going to be back? Do we have any idea? Because I'm much more interested yeah. in Texas with Quinn than without. I think it's this week or next, right? Okay. It's the next couple weeks. Because, yeah, we, when they have Quinn, I, I suddenly I'm much more curious about watching them play because he is yeah, just as a, as a football product infinitely more entertaining than Hudson card. Nothing oh, going of course. on with Hudson card. Do not give a shit. It just, just that could nothing. be a, that could be a fun version of Texas. Maybe never seen before is them playing late season spoiler to actual good teams. Okay. Like Texas is the underdog, just beating actual conference contenders. That could be kind of fun with yeah. viewers. Yeah. Like, that. you know, he comes back in season's already over. Um, you're just playing for pride and for fun. Yeah. And for his own personal draft stock, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which I guess could be watched, watched, could be fun yeah sort of a uh, like a like a wyoming with josh allen situation where it's like this guy might go completely nuts or he might be horrible hard to say yeah um yeah that's uh, i think quinn's i mean i think quinn is not good. liable to go <laughs> i think yeah. quinn is, is full-on good um but uh yeah he is definitely there there could be the kind of situation where like really really great quarterback on a team that is kind of iffy that uh can can get anybody but can also lose some really dumb ones um or they could just be full-on good which is kind of what they looked like against alabama when he was in the game but we'll see uh late night only two games and they're both really bad most wanted stanford at oregon 11 p.m on fs1 and then the no-fly list arizona state at U- at usc 10 30 on espn i I don't think you should watch either of these games. I'm going to be honest. It bums me out because I like the nightcap, but I think these are both really bad. Um, yeah, I tend to agree. However, I do want to point out two games that are worse that you did not include here uh-huh. that are, are are funny in the sense they will determine the worst team in a Power 5 conference. Um, Indiana plays at Nebraska at 7.30 on Big Ten Network. Yeah. Uh, and Colorado plays at Arizona on 9.30 the Pac-12 Network. Yeah. <sighs> Real fun game to see who's the shittiest team uh, in these in these uh, conferences. I think, of course, Arizona's gonna beat the hell out of Colorado. I do too. I, I don't know about the Big Ten game. I don't really care that much. If Indiana loses, come on, dude. Come on. 
Yeah, you can't be doing that. Can't cannot be doing that losing to uh, to Nebraska. I thought for a second because I did not know what time that game was. I thought that you were saying that that was part of the nightcap, which I was actually very excited about the prospect of seeing ten thirty Nebraska. We don't get ten thirty Nebraska very often. No, but I mean, why not? Honestly, they should let Nebraska play at eight. Yeah, 8 come PM on, local time. That'd be cool. Come on, let Nebraska play in the nightcap. What do we do? We don't need. To ha- are they in the Mountain Time Zone? What time? No, they're there? Central, I think. Uh, that's so fucked up central time zone doesn't make any sense dude it's way yeah. too big yeah get it out of here no more i don't understand how there are four time zones in this country it doesn't make any sense aren't there like five? more than that obviously yeah there's with... like there's like seven with hawaii or whatever but yeah and it's a that's a mickey mouse state that's that's the official stance <laughs> it's a mickey mouse state there are only yeah. 48 real states in america and even then there are only 44 that we truly respect and you guys know the four that we're talking about uh um, yeah but uh yeah dude, by the way i i, I gotta tell you we have to do it off the air after we wrap this podcast mm-hmm. i just learned while we were recording a tremendous new kind of guy i can't wait to tell you about okay um that we have to do off the air but it's yeah. unbelievable. all right folks uh you know where to find all of our stuff at meet at midfield on twitter at patrick underscore mayhorn at b1g underscore ryan also of course support home field apparel for sponsoring the show and because they have good shirts but mostly because they sponsor the show um we, That's are, right. we are nothing if not selfish here uh meet at midfield.com as well 12.99 a month i've done all these spiels already and at field flipping on twitter we will be back on sunday with what is rapidly becoming not a very quick roundup but uh the roundup all the same i cannot imagine that it will be very quick this weekend because there's so much shit to i talk think about. i think this is like the kind of time of year where it's it like really fat though and that it'll trim back down like mid-october yeah like once a lot of teams stop mattering and it yeah and like get to get into the conference title pill and just coach firings yeah that'll kind of trim it back down again um we'll see yeah also uh I, nobody should be complaining about that because it's more content you it's only right. for us we're, we're just talking about ourselves here about how we have to spend more time doing this um yeah we've got like <laughs> five hours of podcast this week right yeah. jesus christ yeah everybody uh don't ask me for anything for the rest of the week <laughs> I'm, I'm done i've done my part uh we'll catch you guys on sunday